The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Let's be honest. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I discovered that people honored my career more than my motherhood. But that's backwards because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey everybody, welcome moms. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we encourage moms because we like to focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world and uh, sometimes a lot of people overlook that so we like to lift you up as best we can and today we've got an unusual treat for you. I'll be honest, from what I know about TikTok, which is limited, I never imagined that a middle-aged mom could take it by storm and become, well, TikTok famous. She is Heather Bell, mother of eight children, wife to husband Luke. She has been a foster mom, an adoptive mom, a biological mom. So I thought she'd have a little nugget of advice for just about any mom who tunes in today. More than that, as I've watched her family videos on Instagram, I discovered she's got some really unique approaches to making our families work in tough times, how to be a close-knit family, how to help our kids enjoy life more. So she's coming up. Heather Bells of Just the Bells 10 in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Channel Mom. With Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back, you guys. A little shout out to all the moms who listen to us from across the country. I've got a feeling we've got a few moms listening to us in Michigan today, which is where Heather's from. But also Oklahoma, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Arkansas, Kansas, Colorado Springs right here in Colorado, Idaho, and of course our faithful listeners here in Denver. And also welcome to our podcast listeners. That audience is growing and I'm so grateful for you. I do hope this show is a blessing to you. Um, we're going to do a poll, by the way, about what next week's show should be on. We have our counselor for moms coming up. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do a poll. What do moms need right now? And I think there's so much going on. Um <laughs> 
half of our studio is out because of COVID and new stuff's coming up with schools. My daughter was just told she's going to go online for her university. So I just think moms have so much going on and so much on their shoulders. So we're going to do a little poll. So keep track of that at Channel Mom on Facebook. Um, and, it, you know, if you want to weigh in today, feel free to just to email us and tell us what you think should we should do a show on coming up. Info at channelmom.org. Info at channelmom.org. Okay, quick little story before we get to Heather. And I think she can probably identify with this. Um, this is my story of being a mom this morning. You know, you all heard me cry as my kids went off to college and I thought, I don't want this stage to be over. I want my kids to be in the house forever. Well, they're back. My son is living at home until he goes to law school for, you know, seven or eight months. He'll be living with us. And my daughter's back. And now she's an online school. Uh, University of California Davis is where she goes and they're online. So she's at home. (laughs) So I don't need to cry for a while. Um, It's nice to have him home. But I thought, I'm slipping right back into that mom role, which is nice, but it's also overwhelming to a certain degree that, you know, this morning I was making my daughter's lunch because she had to run off and do her online classes at a place that gets a better signal than the mountains. Um, I was watching my son's dog videos because he wanted me to see how he made the dog howl. I was working my pajamas trying to get stuff done. I even, you know, got a little 10 minute exercise in. That's all I was able to do. Planning dinner, etc. And then on the way down, I was having to put my makeup on in the car at stoplights. Yes, don't come and lecture me. I was at stoplights. And uh, I thought, all the moms out there in America that are working so hard and struggling and striving and sacrificing and and nobody's giving them a paycheck at the end of the day for their mom job. Now, you, you're you know, getting a paycheck for your other career if you work outside the home but nobody's giving you a paycheck a lot of people aren't thanking you a lot of kids forget to thank their moms and I thought moms are doing so much to keep everything going to keep everyone alive to keep the plants alive the dogs alive the cats alive and 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 to, to raise up children who who can do good in the world and to love on them and help them feel loved and to to help them heal and all the stuff that moms do so I just wanted to acknowledge that today and my overwhelm I thought I gotta acknowledge all the moms that are feeling this today because it's a thing all right so she is Heather Bell and she has become <laughs> my daughter's the one that recommended that I have her on the show my 19 year old daughter because she's like mom you got to have this lady on TikTok on the show because she's famous and everybody loves her on TikTok and on Instagram. She's got hundreds of thousands of followers and millions of views on her videos. So uh, I thought, yeah, I do want to have her on. I'm going to look and see why I should have her on, though. And and she can be found at Just the Bells 10 at Just the Bells 10. Um, she's on. I don't do TikTok, but I, I looked her and followed her on, on Instagram. And she's got all these wonderful videos about how she makes her unusual family work. So I thought before we bring Heather on live, we'd let her tell her backstory about how she has the family that she has. Um, and this is a little video that she posted on Insta. This is my story of the journey I took to be able to become a mom. Two years before I got married, I was diagnosed with endometriosis and was told I might not be able to have children. After five laparoscopies, hormone replacement, hormone therapy, biopsies, and put into temporary menopause, finally, July 2nd, 2003, I found out I was pregnant. At one in the morning on February 22nd in 2004, I went into labor. At 5.59 p.m., Gideon Donald Bell was born. I am so thankful that I'm his mother. Also was blessed another way. I was able to adopt seven other children. All those years I prayed I could have at least one child. And look, God gave me eight children. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> you just made me want to cry, Heather, because I, I hear the dedication in your voice to being a mama, to, to raising those babies well. And you have kids that have come from hurting backgrounds and that you've had to be patient with. We're going to get to one of your daughter's stories here in just a second. But but welcome to Channel Mom. And, and is there something you want to add to your story to tell everybody why you've dedicated yourself to raising eight children and now teenagers and young adults? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. And that kind of made me tear up too. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, we, we didn't plan on having eight children. I just really wanted to just be a mom. Yeah. And then when we, we um, looked into foster care and, and became foster parents, I, I just didn't realize how many hurting families and parents struggling and kids that just really needed a home and so I, I just really purposed in my heart to make a difference in the world. And so that's kind of been, you know, and, and still we're actually looking into getting back into foster care maybe here in a couple months um, because my kids are getting older. So I just really wanted to help children who needed help and even help the parents that were struggling with those kids too and hopefully reunite them. So that's kind of been my purpose yeah. the last 10 years and now it's, I feel that desire again to continue with that. Well, I saw your story today, your Instagram story. And it's, oh my gosh, I, I, I would try to lift up my computer so they can hear the bite because I didn't have Kelly cut this for me. But it's it's Joshua. It's in the background. I don't even know if I've got his his, his sound on. But um, it's Joshua going to his first day at work. And it's so beautiful. And you have to let him walk up to the store himself, um, which is called, let's see. Uh, Super One Foods, is that correct? And he's yes, walking up there right. himself, and and you're watching him walk away, and you're tearing up and saying, "I can't believe he's gotten this far and going to work." I want you to tell people a little bit about Joshua and some of the other kids that you foster and now have adopted, and and they've got some tough backgrounds. It was a minor miracle that Josh was able to go to work. Right. It it really was. Um, when we got into foster care in 2001, um, our very first foster care meeting. There was a little boy with bright red hair and big green eyes, and he was just sitting in the middle of the room, and I could tell he had some issues. And I just looked at my husband, and I was like, I love him. Like, Aww. I need him. I need to be his mother. And so immediately, you know, we hadn't even brought any kids in yet. We were just still in our classes getting to know, you know, um, other parents and just how everything works. And so we went up to our foster care worker, and I said, who is that? I just feel like I need to be his mom. And she kind of looked at me like, well, you know, he has lots of issues and, and, you know, he, he really has an extensive background. And I'm like, I just, I don't care. Like, I just really feel like I need to be his mom and, you know, telling the family, they're all like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, because at the time we had, we, my son, David, we adopted through private adoption. He was three at the time. And so we were still pretty new parents and I just felt like he needed to be in our home. And so we started the process. Um, he, he was actually shaken at two weeks old and he suffered severe brain damage. Um, he had bleeding in his brain in the front and the back, um, broke both of his ankles. I mean, it, it was pretty severe. He was paralyzed on half of his body. And so, um, he was in the hospital for a couple months and then put into foster care, of course. And when we seen him at the um, meeting, he was one and a half and he, he wasn't talking, walking. Um, he was just on a bottle still. He couldn't crawl or anything. And so when we brought him into our home uh, after he was adopted, um, it took about eight months. We just immediately started working with him, me and my husband. And we 
we just had him, you know, crawling within five months and then walking within a couple months. And we taught him sign language so he could communicate and then got him feeding, you know, eating real foods. And, you know, it's been a long haul. So for him to, to have a job and his first day was yesterday and the doctor's telling us, we'd ask the doctors, well, you know, what do you think? What's going to happen? He's like, I can't tell you. He says, I don't even know if he's going to survive to be an adult. He, he, he might live. He might not live. He might not thrive. You know, there just really wasn't any answers. Mm-hmm. And, and he still, he does take medicine for seizures um, because of the brain damage. He has seizures and he does have some short-term memory loss. He gets confused. And so he does have to be guided. But for him to walk in that grocery store all by himself, it was really hard. I wanted to go in with him. And he's like, Mom, I got this. And so, of course, as I'm walk- watching him go away, tears. And then yeah. I had to sit in my car for about 40 minutes just to collect myself yeah. because that was, that was huge. Like that was something that it was a miracle because we were told he probably wouldn't even live to be 20. And yeah. so now he's working and he defied, of course, God knows, but he defied the doctors. The doctors didn't know. And, and he turns 21 in a month, which is just unbelievable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and kudos to you and your husband. I mean, I, honor motherhood on the show because I think we don't honor motherhood enough across the world and I just I love a woman like you that says okay there are babies out there that no one's going to raise no one's going to love they're not going to be nurtured the way God wants them to be nurtured he brought them into this world so somebody's got to mother them so they can one day grow up and contribute to the world and and I love that you figured out a way to do that with Joshua the the video is so precious I'm going to see if I can get the sound to play let's see if I can get it onto the mic hold on a second Um, and then I want you to talk about the rest of your kids and some of your family secrets, but let's see if I can get this to play. Listen. Are you? Oh, I'm stopped. Uh, no. yes. First day of work. I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. Okay, so go in the front door and just tell him it's your first day of work. There he goes. So proud of him. Okay, he's in. I can't believe it. His first job. Ugh. It's it's such a precious video, Heather, and I'm glad you share these things with other moms because I think you capture you're just natural. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, but but God bless you, girl. You don't dress up for the videos. Half the time you don't put on makeup for the videos. Your hair is all cattywampus and you don't seem to care. And I'm like, you go, girl, because you're not a mom's not going to tune into you and compare and feel less than and like, I don't you know, I don't look perfect all the time the way she looks perfect all the time. I don't mind. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it looks to me like you've made an effort to be really real is that correct well you know i'm tired <laughs> just like you said us moms we're tired and you know what i i and it's so funny because just this morning i was looking at um i don't know if a lot of moms out there but i have like you know 20 t-shirts and they're all different colors and i just throw on what feels good like this morning it was gray sweats a red shirt and a striped sweater i don't ever match and i put my hair for my mom bun because I got things to do. Yeah, I don't do. have time to primp and I don't have time to, I mean, I do a little makeup, but for the most part, I just, this is who I am. I like to be comfortable and I get comments all the time. I really love your sweaters. I love it. You know, and half the time, honestly, if you look at some of my videos, I don't even match. Like I'll be wearing a red shirt <laughs> with like a brown striped sweater. I just want to feel good because I know, you know, I have to be comfortable because I know I have a big day ahead of me. And honestly, I just don't have time to 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 dress up and like you well, said I want people to see this is who we are like and I tell people that too when they they'll message me and ask me questions I'm like what you see is what you get like this is our family I'm not adding to it 
I'm not spicing it up with special lights. I mean, like, this is us. This is who we are because I I really feel that right now with things going on, people just, like, want to have hope. And they just want to see that, yeah, every family struggles, but they also can get through that. You know, and we just want to be a really positive page and a good testimony to those around us. And so I just, you know, I don't clean up things. My house is just always clean. I've just always been like that. But, you know, I, I don't do anything special put up a video if there's cups there well there's just going to be cups there no worries and let me let me say this to you uh, first of all you're making me feel guilty for putting on makeup at the stoplight on the way in because i think <laughs> oh i could have put other people before myself heather's sacrificing and putting other people before herself but i want you to tell about all your all of your eight kids really quickly but i'm going to say to people she's really good about sharing each child's story and honoring each child so, so not one feels left behind so this is an example of how she talks about her kids and honors her kids on Instagram and TikTok. Here we go. This is a story of my daughter Haley. In 2009, our caseworker called us and said she had a little girl in foster care that wanted to have a big family, live on a farm, and go to church. Two weeks before Christmas, we got to meet Haley. And then within three weeks, she moved into our home. When Haley came into our home, she had a lot of emotions. She was confused, she was angry, and she was frustrated. I just made sure that she knew I loved her, I was here for her, and that I wasn't going anywhere. The next year, Haley's adoption was final. She also became a big sister to Miss Izzy. Even though I didn't give birth to Haley, me and her are exactly the same in so many ways. I am so proud of her. She truly is my best friend. I love you, Haley Yvonne Bell. You should get an award, my friend. You just should for the kind of mom you are. I don't mean to over cheerlead, folks, but 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 I just love that she's dedicated to motherhood and that she is raising children for God, that she honors the role, that she honors her husband, that she she blesses her children. And and we can't all be perfect all the time. And Heather would tell you she's not perfect all the time. But I but I love how you love your babies. All right. So we only have like 10 minutes left, Heather. So I want to make sure you get to some tips. Um, so first, just tell us that the eight kids and very quickly, like in a minute, like you did on Instagram. <laughs> who they are and, and how old they are now. And then we'll move on to, to how you've managed to navigate all of the things you've nav- navigated in foster care and adoption. And and I love some of your things that have kept you together, like family game night. So we'll get to that. But first, tell everybody about your various kids. Okay, so David is my oldest. We adopted him from birth, and he is going to be 22 in like two weeks. And then Joshua is 20, adopted him through foster care when he was one and a half. And then, of course, I had Gideon eight years later. He is 17. And then we adopted Isabella when she was three. She's now 15. Haley, we adopted when she was eight, and she's now 20. We adopted Robert, Brendan, and Noah together. They're brothers. Robert um, was 10, Brendan was eight, and Noah was three. And so now they're 21, 19, and 14. And they're, they live next door, and their dad passed away, and you just felt c- called to... to- <laughs> Who does that? The next door neighbor will go through crisis and they're like, I know, we'll we'll take them. And and so I love that you've done that. So let's get to it, Heather, because as I said, now we only got about seven or eight minutes left. But I, I know a lot of foster folks. I have a book coming out in the spring called Mom, You're Amazing for people like you. And it's, it's about um, a couple of foster moms, but also all kinds of moms. And I think 
so many of them are willing to admit it is a tough gig and they bring a whole, you know, suitcase full of their past problems that you're not even responsible for. So so right. what would you say are some of the secrets to your family staying together? You, you know, you've got all colors of the rainbow. You've all got all kinds of background. You've got all ages, um, all genders. I mean, you, you got it all. How have you managed? I mean, I watch your family game nights on video and I think these people are close knit. <laughs> they love each other. They're funny. Like, how have you done it? Well, I tell you, that's part of it is uh, making sure I schedule family time with games. We always eat together, even though two of my boys live next door. So I make sure that I cook for them and we all sit down together. Um, whenever we, like weekends, I'll plan things to make sure they get together on Sunday. So I'm really, um, I'm really making sure that I plan things as a whole family unit just because my kids didn't have that before they came in our home. They yeah. didn't have stability. They didn't even, half the time they didn't see their parents. They kind of were by themselves. And so I had to make sure that they seen what a real family, not a real family, but what a family means to be together, to spend time together. And it's, you know, it's really odd because I have a lot of parents ask me, like, why are your kids always around you? Well, they they just like being with us. I mean, we, we really do like being together, you know, and even when we have we had a lot of tough times and I made sure that. We were very patient, and if my kids got upset, I made sure that they stayed by us so we could talk through it and let them, instead of letting them storm off and go by themselves, because I think that can be very dangerous when you let your kids get mad and go off by themselves. So I made sure that they, hey, I love you. You can be mad, but you're going to be mad here so we can talk about it. And so I was really just, you know, being open, patient, making sure we're together a lot, including everybody. You know, I really don't have a favorite kid. Everybody thinks it's Gideon, but really, I really love all my the same. I don't even think anymore, oh, he's adopted, he's adopted. I just don't see it and neither does my kids. Yeah. So I just, I really make sure that we're always together, spending time together, you know, doing things together as a family, you know, like through the quarantine, you know, we were all together. Ten people in the house, you couldn't go anywhere, but we, we, that's why we built basketball courts and has sledding hills and buy snowmobiles and sleds and pools and because we want to make sure our kids are staying busy, but giving them things to stay together and do because usually the friends come to our house yeah. and they hang out here. Yeah. And my kids just, it's, they just want to be around us. You know, they're not always perfect. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But they never had that before. And not that's a lot of not a lot of digital in your, like, that's not what I'm seeing anyway. They, they don't all seem to be on their phones all the time. Um, and, and you're scheduling family nights and dinner time and fun. I mean, like, I, I, humor seems to be a thing in your family. Like, the family that laughs together stays <laughs> together, right? I mean, do, do you, and Gideon is hilarious. How, how did you, Gideon is her only bio child, but she says she doesn't count that. And God bless you for that. You shouldn't. All, all eight kids are your kids. So, right. so. Tell me about the, the humor. Do you purposely just, I mean, you had some hilarious oh. games. They were very, like, <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh the one where they were hanging the two, like, oh, yeah, tennis yeah. balls. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, just some funny things. And I, I, I even asked them, is that okay if I post this? They're like, yeah, go ahead. But, you know, I have six boys. Yeah. And so <laughs> modesty is just not a thing around here. Yeah. <laughs> just because boys are boys. I mean, I know if you're out there listening and you have boys, you know what I mean. I don't have to explain it, but... You know, my boys, they just, they're always wrestling, and, you know, I just sit there. People ask me, like, how come you can just sit there while your kids are, like, wrestling behind you? Well, what am I going to do? Like, they just, that's just boys, mm-hmm. and that's why we have lots of space in the house, so the kids can run around, but it, it my kids are very funny, and they, they kid each other, and they don't really argue a lot, I guess, just because they're so close. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned earlier about, you know, 
sharing their story. Um, But I just want to say that I've always respected their boundaries. Like before I post anything about my children and what's happened to them, I always ask them first and I show them the video. But there are things that we don't share because, you know, it's, it's their story and it's private. And, but I'm very respectful of my kids before I put anything on. I don't do anything without them saying that's okay, mom, because I'm not there to humiliate them or to share something that's not mine to share. That's right. And so we've, very, we, yeah. we've got two minutes left. So I want to make we, sure we get in one last bit of advice from you. You, you had okay. some teen rules that you posted, just rules for how you treat a teen. And you said, don't talk at them. Let them have a voice. Trust, trust their decisions. That's huge and difficult. And say, I love you. Say, I love you a lot and, and mean right. it. So, so right. in, in this last minute, you've only got a minute and then I want you to tell people how to find you. But, but what is some encouragement that you want to give to a mom out there who's really struggling with their child, whether they're adopted, fostered or biological? Just your last words of encouragement for a mom out there. I think, you know, make sure you are hugging them and just tell them how proud you are of them and be very patient because, They are going through different things, and to us as parents, we might not think it's a big deal, but to them, it might be their world. And so I think it's very important to really just be patient and just love them up and just tell them, you know, you make mistakes, I still love you. You know, I mean, I'm always going to love you because I'm not perfect either, you know, And, and it's really important, too, like as they get older, you've already parented them. Now it's their it's their decision now to take what you've taught them and to now apply it to their lives. And yeah, we do talk to our kids and give them advice, but hopefully they've, they've taken what we've taught them and they've applied that because you can't, you can't be over them all the time. They have to grow up. They have to start learning. And so I think it's just really important for sure to say, I love you. And I know for me, when they get older, you forget to hug them when they're babies. It's easy to hug and kiss. You have to consciously say, did I hug my child today? I agree with and, that. And, and I Heather, know that might sound weird, but no, 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 it's big. It's big. And I do it with my kids. Um, okay. So I got to let you go. You can be found at just the bells 10, all over social media. God bless you, my friend. I'm glad we're friends now. You'll have to come back and thank you so much for being okay. on channel mom. That'd be great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. All right. So this is the point in the show where I thank you for being a mom. If nobody's thanked you this week, this month, this year, it's pretty short so far. Thank you for all the sacrifices that you make to raise your babies well. Thank you that you care to be a dedicated mom. God bless you for it. Check us out at channelmom.org. We can help you. You can pray for us. You can become a donor. Whatever you want to do to keep us on the air, we'd be so blessed by that. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to Channel Mom. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support 
it. And may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.